Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Like a future-based question, like imagine you had a deadline, what would you do? And those aren't as strong. They're not very good questions to ask because in a hypothetical future, I am perfect and so is everybody else. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm the little sister and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my big sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for that new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge you need to help you in your career. Hey little sis and welcome back everyone. I'm actually your big big sis. Fun fact. You're my largest sis. There is a third sister of the interview boss family. She's in the middle. Love you, Annie. Yeah, shout out to Annie. But there you go. Fun fact. I wonder when you said that, did everybody like already know that I was the older one? Surely. Surely. Yeah, because we always say older, younger sister banter. But fun fact, there is eight years between Sarah and I. It's quite a long time. Sometimes when we out in public or people see photos, they're like, oh my God, are you twins? And we're like, what? And then I'm like, I'm offended that you think I look 31. Yeah, but maybe maybe I just look young. 24. Yeah, you don't maybe. necessarily look old. Maybe I just look very youthful. Youthful, the fountain of youth. You drink from it. Anyway, who are we giving a big fat interview boss shoot your shot shout out to this week? To Colton, who bought us 10 coffees. That is going to keep me caffeinated For two whole weeks. That is so, so generous. (laughs) Wow. Colton said, thank you all for your support through the interview process. I stumbled upon your profile because I was trying to find a way not to feel guilty when going to the gym instead of applying to jobs. Sometimes I just didn't have the strength to keep applying to jobs, but I knew I could turn on your podcast so I could keep moving the needle forward. What I didn't realize is that over the months of listening to just about every possible episode, I was ready for the interview process and could go forward confidently. I just got done with six rounds of interviews for one job and in one of the final two being considered for the position. I know how to follow up. I knew what to listen to before and after the interviews, how decisions are made behind the scenes, the psychology tips and tricks, dealing with the mental anguish of the job search. I'm so grateful for you and just know that every time I was feeling anxious or in my head, your podcast brought me back to the present. Thank you, Colton. This is so, so sweet. It's just my favorite messaging in this is that 
so true. If you're in the job search, but you're not ready to like be actively practicing your answers and writing things down and updating your resume, like if you're just, you can just put us on as osmosis in the background and gently encourage you and build you up. And then by the time you are ready, you've got so much background knowledge. And like Colton said, it can help you feel like you're doing something, even if you're not literally blocking out hours to sit down and do it. You can put us on in the car, on your commute, when you're working out, when you're on a walk, when you're folding the laundry, like I always do. Shout out to someone who's on a treadmill right now. I can see you. Hint, it's not me. Oh, I thought Um, you meant it's you because you just bought a little under desk (laughs) treadmill. I was just trying to be creepy in someone's ear who's on a treadmill and they're now smiling like an idiot in the gym and it's really (laughs) funny. I was just thinking about them right now on a treadmill somewhere across the world. Yeah, I did. I bought a walking pad to go under my standing desk. Spoiler alert, I love it. It's amazing. It's great. Have you been using it enough? Yeah, like it helps me do stuff that I'm avoiding actually because I'm like, oh, I can like go for a walk and reply to those emails at the same time. And it makes me feel like I'm hacking the system or something. And I think that's really relevant to what Colton said, actually. What a great little segue is that like you sometimes don't feel like applying for jobs, updating your CV or whatever, put us on, listen to a few apps and you just might get interested and keen of like, oh, I have an idea for my CV. And then suddenly you kind of want to open it up and write down some notes. I find that really helps with me. If I watch someone like reorganizing their house or something, suddenly I like feel like getting up and cleaning, you know, like it kind of get you in the mood. And I love the thought that this podcast is for people out there, yes, who might be just jumping in to get some helpful tips for that interview, but also those people listening who are hanging in there. It's tough for you. And not every episode is going to be relevant, but we want to make so many so that there's just some content for you to listen to, something new to keep you going. You can go back all through the episodes. And I like that they don't all have to be relevant. They're just like positive job-related topics. So good. If you need a little bit of help in your interview preparation and the podcast just isn't enough, you're hungry for more, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Now, as always, if you want to request an episode on your situation or industry or predicament or pickle, (laughs) kindly follow us on Instagram and slide into our DMs and we'll do our very best to get back to you. And you could hear a whole episode dedicated to you and we want to hear your stories. Now, this popped up onto our radar a little while ago and then another listener sent it to us and it re-reminded us that we were like, oh my God, we need to cover this. So here we are. We are covering Google's new free interview practice feature. Yes. We're going to tell you what it is, what we think about it. This is so cool. I had a couple of people send it to us, including one of our cousins, Em, actually shared like a reel going, hey, you should look into this for the podcast. I just love that you guys are out there thinking about like, oh, what's this? This looks interesting. You should do a topic on it. But My most favorite one was the follow-up one from our listener that we got only a couple of days ago. She sent it to us and was like, what do you guys think of this? And I just love that she's got her walls up, like we've told her to, to question everything. If anyone says this is the be all and end all, she's like, "Mm, hold on, I'm going to see if that's Emma and Sarah endorsed. And if it's not, I don't want it. I love it. It's so great. And I think it like came from content creators who are really great, but they're definitely not in the coaching or interview space at all. I think it was just like a hack that they obviously came across and wanted to share. So I can see why you'd be like, oh, I don't know, like, is this good? But it's called 
the interview warm-up and it's free by Google. Now, if you haven't come across Google's stuff before, they have this whole like, I don't know, like culture or concept in their organization of like sharing things freely as much as possible. So Hmm, bit like interview boss. Yeah. Even for like HR professionals, they have all of these like, hey, here's how we did unbiasing training at Google. Here's all the slides. Here's the videos. Here's the activities. You can take it and just run it in your company. I think that it fits into lots of different categories. They have heaps of different free resources. It's kind of an open source way of thinking with sharing things. So every time you think about, oh, Google's spying on me, whatever, well, they do some good things, some parts of the organization. Mm. And I wanted to read the little preamble for this interview warm-up thing directly from Google. So, Em, do you want to read us what did they say? I would love to. So, they say, just as important as learning the skills to perform a new job is learning the skills to land that job. This means knowing how to network, apply, build a resume, and nail one of the most intimidating parts of a job search, the interview. Interviewing in a new field can be hard, especially if you don't have access to friends, family, or mentors in the field who can help you practice and prepare. That's why we've been collaborating with job seekers to start building a new tool called Interview Wall up that lets you practice answering questions selected by industry experts and uses machine learning to transcribe your answers and help you discover ways to improve. Preparing for interviews will always take a lot of work, but we hope this tool can make it a little easier for anyone to become more confident and grow comfortable with interviewing. I love their blurb. Yep. And also like what validation from Google that we are in the right area. <laughs> like of like this is hard, people need help. A few things I love that they're not selling this as a be all and end all. They've said yeah. interviews will always yeah. take a lot of work, but we see the gap that, you know, not everyone has people to help them practice. Amazing that it can transcribe. When I first heard of this, I thought it was just like a generator that would flash up and prompt you different questions. But the fact it can transcribe is really handy to, you know, have the written answers in front of you. Yeah. And I've done a little demo, a little test, put it through its paces. Emma hasn't. So she's going to have a live reaction on this episode to what she thinks about how it all works. But the reason that they're kind of talking about interviewing in a new field is because they've specifically designed this for the areas that they do Google career certificates in. And I don't know if you've come across those or heard about that before, Em, but you can essentially pay like a pretty low fee. I think it's like 50 or $60 a month or something to do these Google career certificates. And you can do them in like cybersecurity, in IT, in data analytics, in user experience. They're all kind of growth areas of technology for the future. And look, I don't think that necessarily like a Google career certificate is going to be the only thing that helps you make a career change. But in a lot of cases, they are really handy for you to do a little bit of cheap, high quality learning to maybe transition into doing a degree or more study or getting a little bit of work experience, something like that. And so they've essentially aligned the interview warm-up tool to the areas of the Google career certificates. But that doesn't mean that it's not for you if you're not in tech. We'll get into that in a little sec. But They have specific questions for these particular categories that are aligned with the Google career certificates. So there's data analytics, digital marketing and e-commerce, IT support, project management, and that's like tech project management, but I think it can be relevant for others, user experience design, 
so UX design, cybersecurity, and then there's one called general, which I think is probably really useful for most of our listeners if they're not in the tech space. It's pretty specific, but I think a lot of people would fall under those banners or in some way and be able to benefit from this. Totally. And if you're in one of those categories, you should absolutely check this tool out. I think it's you know, there's no kind of right or wrong answers as with everything in our podcast. But if you're in one of those specific areas, you'll get more benefit from this tool, I think, than what you will if you're more general. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So when you go in, it kind of says like, okay, welcome. Like what field do you want to practice for? And you have to select one of those things. So you can select which category you want to go into. Then if I say select data analytics, it then breaks it down a little bit more. Data analytics, advanced business intelligence. If I go into IT support, it's just general. They're kind of all in together. But once you get into the actual kind of tool itself, it will say, answer five interview questions. When you're done, review your answers and discover some insights. And you can start straight away and it'll like randomly generate you five questions for you to answer. Or there's a little button underneath that says, see all the questions. And I'd encourage everyone to click on that because it's really cool. Then you can see all of the questions that are in the back end for that topic, if that makes sense. And there are different types of questions. Now, I found this a little bit funny, but so there's technical questions. And so that might be to like for IT support. They're actually very technical. After purchasing a larger hard drive, a user asks you to install it into their desktop computer. Explain how you would do this. Like they're super, te- yeah, super technical, which is cool. So that's why I think if you are in one of these areas, you definitely want to check out these questions because they're so niche that like we're not going to add them to our interview question database because it's like only relevant if you have one of these five different job titles. So you can look through all the technical ones. Then they've got like what they call background questions, which are kind of like, what are you looking for in your next job? What are your career goals? I would call those maybe like motivational or something like that, or maybe like an about you question just different language though. The curious part is they have situational questions. Now, what do you think of when I say situational questions? Tell me what the situation was and what you did about it. <laughs> like as in tell me about a time when? Yes. Yeah. I call those behavioral and like, again, so does most of the rest of the world. Google apparently doesn't. Google calls those situational. The thing is though, there's a different kind of question because there's tell me about a time when you had a deadline and you whatever. Then there's a hypothetical, like a future-based question. Like imagine you had a deadline, what would you do? And those aren't as strong. They're not very good questions to ask because in a hypothetical future, I am perfect and so is everybody else. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. When you're telling me to actually say something about the past, it's harder to kind of make that up with as much detail as what you'd need to do. So there's situational and then there's behavioral questions. And if you've got our interview question database, you would know that already. 
but Google kind of lumps these together. So they've got, tell me about a time you made a mistake as a situational question, but then they've also got, you were helping a customer when an executive comes in, how would you handle that situation? I think that's a little bit confusing, but anyway, Mm. little note there for Google, if they want to improve their tool, I think they should differentiate between those two different types, but you can browse their question library and actually practice a particular question. Like if you open up the project management one and you really like this question that says, please share a time you set a goal and then achieved it, you can actually pick that one that you want to go and practice in particular, if you like. Now, Under the general category, which again, if you're not under one of these specific types of roles, you'll probably be picking general. There's not as many in the question bank. Like there's maybe a quarter less questions in the question bank than for the others. How many are we talking though? Like still scroll worthy or only like 10? No, it's still scroll worthy. Maybe 20 off the top of my head, but the others would have like 60 or something because they have technical questions and it's like heaps of different ones. Um, Oh my God, I just I just saw on the screen, the number is right in front of me. I was wrong. It's actually 14 and oh. I clearly am not very good at estimating numbers, but we already knew that. What are your thoughts on the general questions? Do they look good and like pretty, you know, spot on? Yeah, definitely. And so they've got like background questions. Can you tell me a bit about yourself? What are your career goals? What are you looking for in your next job? So they're very relevant. Then you've got situational. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. How did you communicate that mistake? Now, I actually went through a real live like practice. I pretended like I was genuinely really practicing for an interview. (laughs) Now, side note, I'm not very good at interviewing when I'm just completely on the spot and I haven't practiced and I haven't researched. And you're making it up. Yeah. And I'm making, well, I was using real examples like from my actual career. It's just that I hadn't like rehearsed of like, what am I doing here? I hadn't researched. I was just literally interviewing on the spot and I was really bad. And I just thought I'd like reflect on that to be, even if you do this all the time and you're constantly giving people advice on how to make their answers better, you need to practice. You need to refresh yourself. It's so hard to just like randomly go out there and nail an interview. So I went and did some general questions and I genuinely responded to them all and I did all five. So when you start, it brings up a question and it gives you a second to read it. Then once you've read it, you press go, like I'm ready to actually answer it. Now you can actually type it out as if you were going to respond in typing. I don't think you should do that though. I think you should speak it out loud. It asks for access to your microphone. And if you give it permission, then you can just say your answer out loud and then you tell it done when you stopped and it's transcribing what you're saying. The good thing is it doesn't put your words on the screen as you're speaking them. Does that make sense? Like you can't see it typing your answers as you go through, which means that it's not distracting you and you can just focus on saying it out loud and then pressing next. Now, it encourages you to finish all five before you go back and review your answers again, which I really like because I don't want you to like get stuck obsessing about that question. Just like do a couple more and then go back and have a look. Then at the end, you can kind of read them all back and it shows you exactly what you said kind of word for word. And it pops up with these little like things that you can click on to analyze your answer, I guess. It doesn't really give you its own feedback. It just gives you these ways to like filter and cut up your answers to see, to make your own decisions about what you might be able to change. Now, this is kind of not super powerful, but it was a bit gimmicky and kind of fun to play around with. So there was one that you could click on that was like job related terms. And I was like, what is this? It's basically scanning for these certain words. And here's Google's justification for this. These words are relevant to job interviews in many fields and could help emphasize your talents and abilities. They're good to keep in mind, but aren't necessary for every answer. So an example was like achieved, analyzed, delegated, grow, proud. They're just 
I guess, keywords, buzzwords, I don't know. But I think this could be helpful if someone particularly struggles to find the words, like get their words out, someone who maybe is really brief in their answers, it might help them to prompt them to remember like, yeah, I delete like an action word of what they did. It might be a nice prompt, but it doesn't mean you need to word vomit and make sure you're saying all of those. Well, I was really proud when I was able to grow with my eager team and we all delegated to the other team (laughs) who then analyzed it. And in the end, we all achieved a really great outcome. That is not what we're trying to do. This is one of my takeaways overall. It's like, if you specifically changed your interview answers just for this tool and what it was going to pick up on or whatever, you would end up speaking gobbledygook, which is not what they're trying to tell you. They're not pushing you to do that at all. It's all very like, hey, you know, they're not necessary. They're suggested, they're tools, they're tips. And this is a hard task that Google's had to be like, how do we give people feedback without knowing what the hell they're talking about? Or like, how do we know if it's a good answer or not? Anyway, I think they've done a pretty good job. So there's that thing and you can highlight all the job-related terms and then scroll to see inspiration for other types of terms and they give you like definitions of them all. There's heaps of clicking you can explore. Then this is the part that really hurt my feelings and and I, I want to warn you if you're out there to maybe not click on this. If you're feeling a little sensitive. Yeah. Most used words. <laughs> These are words you've used three or more times. And they said in brackets, not necessarily a bad thing. Again, I like how Google's doing this. They're like they're disclaimering themselves a lot, which is great. Now, it highlighted all the times I said really, which is lots. I say really, lots and lots. And I really, really, really like the word really. And then in a different answer, it was the word very. I was like, very, very, very. Interesting. I'm trying to think if that's in my subconscious that you do say that or if that's a surprise to me. Well, that's what I mean. It's going to point out stuff that you didn't maybe already know about yourself and then you might get weird about it and be like, oh my God, I say really so much. And then you'll be so hung up on not saying really too many times. Yeah. I've never noticed you saying that. So like, and I bet there's listeners out there being like, that's Sarah's favorite word. She says really all the time. And like, the thing is, it's just not that important if you're saying certain words, even if it's um or like or whatever, the exact specific words that you use are not important. It's the messaging. Now, if you've already nailed all of your messaging and everything's perfect and you're ready to take it to the next level, sure, maybe you can start thinking about filler words and like things that you repeat too much. But if you have a tendency to obsess about these things or get your feelings hurt, I literally clicked on it and was like, oh, Because it highlights all the words in your paragraph and you just see how like, wow, that was really not necessary for me to say really that many times. So maybe just skip that part. Then the third bit that you can kind of click on and drill down into is what it calls talking points. You can then filter it again underneath talking points. It looks for experience, skills, lessons learned, goals, interests, examples. And so it's kind of looking for here's the result at the end of the story that I'm telling. Now, I found this bit probably the worst in terms of like functionality of like actually doing very well, but look good, very like iterative. I'm sure this stuff will get better. But when I did actually talk about the results in one of my answers, it didn't pick that up. It didn't come up when I clicked on results. So it doesn't really know how to pull out whether it's a result or not, maybe unless you said the word results. And again- And in the end, the result was. Yeah. And again, you shouldn't need to do that, like practice for an AI tool like this. Like you know yourself- seeing your words written down, whether you said the result or not. I think really that's the major benefit. Rather than clicking through all these different things and looking at what it says, just read your answer back to yourself and have a think about, 
Did you tell the story well? Compare it to your notes version. Is there anything you missed out? I want you to reflect yourself. Don't rely on Google to tell you whether it was a good answer or not. I want you to think, did I do that situation justice? Did I do that story justice? And being able to see your words written down exactly as you said them, really cool and very helpful. It's actually something that I recommend people do when they practice is turn on your like voice dictation on your phone and say your answers out loud and then afterwards have a look at it and see how you did. So this is a great tool for you to be able to do that. Now, <laughs> even the voice to text kind of thing made a couple of mistakes. Em, I've got these written down. I wanted to see whether you could work out maybe what I was actually trying to say here. I can. Yes, I can tell. So it said Male merge, but spelt M-A-L-E merge, as in the gender, male merge. (laughs) Male merge. (laughs) All the males were merging to the right-hand side of the office. And obviously I meant a male merge, M-A-I-L. Like email, yeah. Yeah, the kind of thing you do in Microsoft Word or whatever. And then (laughs) this one I wasn't sure about. I'm sure there were more mistakes. These are just two that I found. Tell it what it said. It said... The more analytical side of HIV recruitment. I'm going to go out a limb here and say that you said HR recruitment. <laughs> yes. HIV is an illness. And I would have said HR and recruitment. And it just obviously somehow interpreted that as HIV recruitment. Look, maybe this, you mumbled. This isn't, yeah, maybe. This isn't unusual. Like we use transcription software a lot with the podcast and it very often makes little mistakes like this. This is very normal. I just wanted to throw those in there because I thought as you're going through, you'll probably find like, oh, I didn't say that. And it will make mistakes as you're going through. But M, based on everything we've gone through and like me talking you through my little demo, what do you reckon? I think it's great. I think it's great, particularly if you sit down, you binge interview boss, you download all of our templates, you've got your best bits, you've like done all the groundwork and it's just in the days leading up to it and you just want to be practicing your answers. You've got your stories and you literally just want to go robotic over and over practicing your answers so they sound amazing. I think this would be perfect, especially like it said, when you don't always have friends or family or you're nervous to do that. Boom, sit in front of the computer for an hour. And I love that it transcribes because then you can keep that and then, you know, workshop and compare, print them off and then take those notes in with you. I think it's a great tool when used right. But I think if you're logging onto this going, let's hope this, you know, saves me in all of my preparation, you're not going to have much luck. Yeah, you nailed it. I think that's a perfect, perfect summary. And the only thing I think I would add is like some extra ways that you might be able to use this. So I think if you're in one of those areas like IT support or tech project management or whatever, you'll be able to get the most out of like the automated kind of questions and the question bank that it actually has. But if you're not, I want to throw this suggestion out to you. Yes, some of the buttons depended on the type of question it was asking you. So for example, if it was a situational, aka behavioral question, it then said, can I detect where you put the results? But that's not super important to the tool. So I think if it doesn't have the questions that you're trying to practice for, put in your own questions. And when it pops up on the screen and says, this is the question you're answering, ignore that and just answer a different question. It's about that practicing. Yeah. And write down somewhere, I'm going to answer one, two, three, four, five of my own made up questions, maybe from our interview question database or questions from the job description that you've come up with. Go and listen to our how to predict what they're going to ask and come up with your own five. When it pops up, 
answer one of those. And then at the end, you can just see the transcription. Like you can use the tool for what it's got and not worry about it giving you good questions. So check it out. And we want to know what you thought. Is it helpful? Is it useful? Are you like a Google fan person now after having used this tool? We are pretty stoked. I think it's an awesome thing to have up your sleeve. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, share this podcast with somebody who might need us. That's how we can hit the charts and we have heaps of times and we can help even more people who discover us and use all of our wonderful content. For more advice, inspiration, some savable content and heaps of tips and tricks, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss and chuck us a follow, would you? we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming <laughs>